Welcome back to my front porch, friends. We are going to dive into Romans 12 today. After having several days of chapters in God's Word that are identity-based, so talking about our identity in Christ, talking about God's identity, the way that He responds to our needs, today we are turning the page to an action-packed, application-rich chapter in God's Word. Verses 1 and 2 introduce the purpose of this chapter and honestly of the remaining chapters in Romans. This is actually uh, a flipping the page to a new section in this particular book. So a lot of Romans is about who God is, who we are, how God redeems us, what that looks like. But when we get to Romans 12, Paul switches gears and says, now this is what you should do. Now that you have that identity in Christ, now that you've said yes to him, this is what life should look like for you. And he starts with these wonderful words in Romans 12 verses 1 and 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. And then he tells you, here's step one on how to do that. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And here's the wonderful news. You're diving into God's word every day. And by doing that, by being persistent in this process, by taking time to slow down and not just read God's word to check a box, but to really sit and meditate on it, to hold a lens up to your life through that word. You are doing exactly what Paul directs us to do. You are renewing your mind. And then all the rest of the verses give you some very clear action steps. So get ready for God to challenge you today to change a behavior or an attitude in your life in response to his direction. Let's ask him for his wisdom. Show us your ways, Lord. Teach us your paths. Guide us in your truth and teach us. You are God, our Savior, and our hope is in you all day long. Lord, here's the reality. We can get so swayed by our emotions, by our sin nature, by our culture that's trying to persuade us into what is right and wrong, where our motivation should come from, how we should respond to circumstances and people. And in so many ways, your word instructs us to be a very countercultural and to live a life that is Christ-centered, not me-centered. So as we dive into Romans 12, would you teach us something fresh about what that looks like in a very practical sense in our relationships, in our attitude, in our response to life, in our motive, and especially in our actions? Teach us, Lord, today. In Jesus' name, amen. Enjoy Romans chapter 12, remembering to just ask the Lord what one verse, and it'll be tempting to grab a whole bunch, but the best process for growing in Christ is to do it one step at a time. And, you know, maybe I just need to pause and give that encouragement. If you are early on in your faith walk, or if you've been walking with Jesus for decades, here's the reality. Every one of us is on a learning curve. This is not something that happens. There's not an instant tra transformation that happens overnight and all of a sudden we've got it all together. Uh, one of the things I loved the most about my grandfather, who was uh, just the most incredible, committed God follower, uh, he 
was passionate about continuing to learn more about what it meant to follow Jesus until the day he went into eternity. And I, I just love that attitude. And it's an invitation for every one of us not to be hard on ourselves in a harsh way, but to discipline ourselves to say, what's one thing that I can work on today or this week or this month? One character trait, one shift in my life. And I know that as I work on that, God's going to show me the next thing to work on. This is a process. It's not going to happen overnight. So as you read this chapter, don't start beating yourself up over, I'm not doing 10 of these things yet. Just ask the Lord instead, what's the one thing you want me to work on today? Enjoy reading and then we'll talk about S. So because this is a very action-packed chapter, the verbs are a great place to land. And so in your writing today of your verse, maybe you choose a different color for all the verbs in the, in the chapter or in the verse that you're copying down, or you trace them over so they're almost in bold in your journal, just the verbs, the actions, um, or perhaps the one that you chose was more about an attitude, the, the humility section of this, of this particular chapter, then that would be one. Or if there is a repeated word in your verse, be sure to note that, circle it, underline it, put it in a new color. And then we'll talk about observation. So in your observation, think about um, the verbs. What are those actions? Who's doing them? What does it look like to do that? You might look up what that verb means. What are some practical ways for that to come out in a person's life that you can see in relationship to the rest of the chapter? Is there another verse in the chapter that shows you a little bit more about what it would look like to put that into action? So you might even just add some other verses from within the chapter that will help you have some clarity. Sorry about the train in the background. (laughs) Hit the pause button, write down some observations, and then come back and we'll talk about application. So I feel like in this particular chapter, there's not even a whole lot I need to say about application. Chances are you already figured that out in your observation. It's such a clear call to action chapter. Ask the Lord, what's the one area of my life that I need to apply this in? So for example, if you chose perhaps um, verse three, where it says, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think with yourself, think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. So this idea of humility, do I need to apply that in my family relationships? Do I need to apply that in my workplace? Do I need to apply that in my church and the ministry that I'm serving in? Ask the Lord to give you a very clear action step that is is very narrow in focus. The broader we get, the harder it is to apply. So start very narrow and very specific with one person, one place, one circumstance, and then see how God will allow that to trickle through to the rest of your life as you are very focused on that point of application. Come back and we'll talk about prayer. So because this is an action-packed chapter, because there is probably a very clear application that you have in front of you, prayer is gonna be a really crucial part of the journey. It says in 2 Peter chapter 1 that God equips us that he has given us everything we need for life and godliness. 
And in Ephesians 2, it says that he has prepared works in advance for us to do. So whatever it is that he's calling you to, you can have faith and trust that he is going to give you everything that you need to be able to follow through with that commitment. But it it requires for you to surrender to him and to invite him into the process. He's the one who does the equipping and then you're the one who follows through with action. So allow this time of prayer to be a, a time of commitment, of trusting that he is going to do the work within you as you partner with him in obedience. Let's seal this time in prayer. God, I pray for my brother or sister in Christ who's following along with me in Romans 12 today. And I pray for myself. God, give us the grace to just take the very next step, to make the next right choice. As we pour over your word, God, it's easy to get overwhelmed, but I know that there's a specific action that you have for each one of us today to become a little bit more like you. So I pray that you would give my friend confidence and assurance that you are equipping for that action and that you will sustain them when maybe it gets a little rocky. Anytime we choose to change a behavior or an attitude, there's usually a little bit of resistance, whether that's relationally or even inwardly as we try to change and grow. So give them the courage to press through the resistance and get on the other side of the joy that comes in obedience and surrender to you. Thank you that you do promise that, Lord, that it makes your joy complete when we love one another, when we live in obedience to your word. And so we are here to bring you joy, and we're asking that you would pour your joy into us as we choose to live a little bit more like you today. Give us courage, give us grace, Give us commitment, Lord, even beyond what we think we're capable of. Let us be a little bit more like you today. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll see you tomorrow.